All right, well, let's look at John 15, verse 1. We've been in a series called Relying on Him. Let's look at John 15, verse 1. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So look at verse 4, it says abide. These are verses we've read. We're just using these as a foundation for what we're teaching on now. Verse, verse 4 says, abide in me and I also in you. So notice it's not just up to God. It's not just up to you. It's, it's working with him. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So, you know, a branch, if you see a branch sitting on the the ground out there, it's not doing anything. It's cut off from the tree, so it's not going to do anything. No fruit is going to be born of that branch. And, the, and Jesus is saying, you, we, we have to abide in him. We have to be connected to the tree. When he's talking about uh, abiding in the vine, that's like us, we would say the branch is connected to the tree. Otherwise, we're not going to bear any fruit unless you're, you're connected to him. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I, am him, and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. It says the person that abides in him, he's abiding in you, you're abiding in him, then you bear much fruit. So our, as Christians, our, our desire ought to be to bear fruit on this earth. We're not just biding time on this earth. And it's shorter than ever what we have remaining. I believe that. I mean, the, 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 the time is winding up. It's getting crazier and crazier. So we don't have forever on earth. We don't have unlimited time here just to do whatever. There is no really, uh, we don't have any time that we can afford to waste. That doesn't mean you get legalistic about it and start being nervous. God's not nervous. But everything ought to have a purpose, right? What we do ought to have a purpose. We don't have unlimited time. Time is our most precious resource on the earth. It's not money. If you had unlimited time, you could have unlimited money. No matter how much you made an hour. If you have, if you have unlimited time, like you could, you had, you know, 24,000 hours in a day where everybody else had 24, you come into the next day, you're way ahead. No, you, time is, is our precious resource, and we only have so much of it. And so our goal, our desire, ought to be to bear fruit, the kind of fruit that God would say is bearing fruit, not what man says. Because man will, they'll, they'll pull you in all kinds of different direction. But God, when he says bearing fruit, he's talking about things that are truly valuable that will remain for all time. So that ought to be our desire. Jesus said the only way that's going to happen is if you're in me. That's the only way. In other words, you can't bear any fruit, that God kind of fruit, that will remain in just you. No matter who you are, 
No matter what resources you have, you can't do that. So what's the first step? Go to him. So we have to rely on him. That's what we've been talking about. There is no, for the Christian, there is no you relying on you. You can't do it in and of yourself. Let's just read this. You can put it up. You don't have to turn there. John 5, 19. Jesus is saying, it says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Well, Jesus is talking about himself, saying he can't do anything of himself without the Father. But what he sees the Father do and whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. So Jesus is saying, I, when I walked the earth, I had to look, I had to be hooked up with the Father. So if he's telling us we need to be hooked up with him, we ought to listen. If we think, no, I can do it, then we're deceived. We're not going to be able to do it. We're not going to be able to please him, and our, we ought to want to please God. As, as a Christian, if we've said, Lord, God, you are, Jesus, you're my Lord. Jesus, you're my Savior. Then we ought to want to please him above everything else. There isn't, there isn't well, that's good, but I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do my own. I'll do, that's good. Jesus wants me to do this, but I'm going to do so-and-so, and and that'll be good enough. Because, after all, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I I think it's really neat. I came up with it. God, I have a different plan. You know, Saul, in the, when, you know, he was appointed king, and he did not, he did not follow God. He did his own thing. He decided, well, this is good enough. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I got all this stuff. Isn't that good? And he was disqualified. Now, we want to please him. We want to please the Lord. So we need to be hooked up with him. We need to rely on him. Let's look at Galatians 2.20 this evening. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is an an awesome portion of Scripture, awesome verse. Let's read this again. We're going to read another version here. But it says in verse 20 in the New King James, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. So we have been crucified. Jesus was crucified, but our old nature, our old man has been crucified with him. And it is no longer I who live. Paul is saying this. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So it's no longer me doing the living. It's Christ living in me. And this... And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. In other words, I'm doing this life relying on him. I'm living by faith in the Son of God. 
He is living in me, and I am yielding to him, working with him to live this life. See, if we are Christians and we've bowed our knee to him, we, we've made Jesus our Lord and Savior, we've said you are our Savior, and then you've made him your Lord, then he is the one that wants control over your life. It, it is not up to us to figure out what to do. It is not up to us to figure out where to live who to marry, what job to take. It's not up to us to, to figure out our vocation in life. It is us going to him and saying, Lord, you are working through me. It's up to us to go to him so that he can live through us. He wants to do something in each of us, specifically. And it's not about what we come up with. It is all about what he wants to do. See, if we're a Christian and we bowed our knee to him, then it is about him living through us and doing something through us, not us doing something for him. Because most Christians, a lot of Christians have the idea, I'm doing something for God. That's not, and it, am I doing it well enough? No, it, 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 what, the, what we ought to be thinking is, am I letting you do in and through me what you want to do? Because he's already got the plan. He already knows God does not need help with that. He knows where everybody ought to be, should be doing, and he knew that before we were ever born. He knows his plan for us, and our job is to go to him and let him do it. See, all vocations, all ministry, all one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one interactions, they ought to be, God, what do you want to do in this situation? Not, ooh, can I do this for you? It's, what do you want to do? Do you want to do anything here? What do you want to do? See, that's a totally different thing because if we think it's me trying, we're going to try to do stuff. We're going to come up with our own stuff. We're going to try to, you know, come up with something and ask God to bless it instead of, God, what do you want me to do? Well, if you're doing what he's told you to do and letting him flow through you, it is blessed because he's doing it. He's the one working through you. And so it takes all the, well, am I trying to do this for him? It takes all the, the um, work out of it, and it's just, God, do you want to do anything here? It'd be like if you're walking around with somebody and they were leading you, uh, you know, you were looking to them. You know, let's say it's a coworker, Let's say it's your manager. You want to do anything here? Do we need to do anything? Nope. Okay, let's move on. Here, are we going to do anything? Nope. Now over here, we need to do this. Okay. Now, now we're going to do something. Hey, how about this? No, we're not going to do anything there. See, if you're, if you're doing that, well, then it takes all the pressure off you, and it's all about, are you connected to him? Because how could you do that unless you were relying on him and connected to him? Yes. See, if that's the vital part, we're going to let him do something through us. If you're not connected, you have no clue what you're doing. And you just make stuff up, which is what a lot of people do. Because they're not connected to the Christ. They're not relying on him. They're not doing what he would have you to do. They're just, it sounds good, you know, like, you know, in the Bible or something, but it's about flowing with him. Well, there, what is the vital part of that? You have to be connected with him. When Paul is saying here, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Well, that it's not me now, right? But Christ lives in me. So it's him doing it. And the life which I now live in the flesh, because we are in the flesh. It's not all spiritual. We're here in the flesh. Everybody, you're looking at me in the flesh. I'm looking at you in the flesh. Can't see your spirit. You're a spirit. Have a soul. Live in a body. It, you're a spirit. But that's not what we're interacting with the flesh, which is actually your spirit. That's what gives you know, action to your flesh. That's the real you. Your spirit leaves 
Your body's dead, we say. Well, your body just, your spirit's gone. So here it says, uh, the, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So what I'm doing in the flesh, I'm doing by faith in Him. Let's look at it and amplify. This makes it, I, I really like the way this, the, it says it here. Verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in Him, I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice the way it says, I, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. That is, what does that mean? By adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God. So the life I live is going to be completely relying on Him because it's Him going through me, living through me, so it has to be that way. It's, it's relying, it's adhering to Him, it's trusting in Him, and notice that's how I live. It's not just a part of my life, it is everything about my life. In other words, there's not part of my life that's without God and part of my life that's with God. Paul is saying, I live my life by faith in the Son of God. That means everything I do is by faith, which is everything I do is relying on Him. Everything I do is trusting in Him. That means every action as I'm going through life, I'm constantly checking on the inside with Him, am I doing what He would have me to do? Constantly. Well, if it's constantly, it has to be a constant connection. And you can see there, if that connection gets broken, that's where then we could start drifting. But if we're with him, that's how we're going to bear fruit. Because bearing fruit is just doing what he would have us do. He already knows how the fruit needs to get born. He already knows how that needs to happen for us. He knows what he wants to do. And so if we just connect with him and let him do it, it's going to happen. There is no question. Because his plan's right. It's just whether we're going to be relying on him continually. And that's the decision we need to make. And notice, if we're going to live by faith, if we're going to do it continu continual, or if we're going to live, uh, make every decision by faith, it's going to be a continual thing. It's going to be a constant decision. In other words, you can live by faith one day or one hour and not live by faith the next day or the next hour. You can live by faith in one area of your life and not live by faith in another area. You know, we were down at a Living Faith Conference um, last week, and Pastor Hagen was sharing how when they grew up, you know, in Kenneth E. Hagen's home, he's the son, and um, he, he was sharing how they had a revelation in, on healing. They, they, they never failed to get healed. So they were walking by faith in that area. But in financially, they were not. And then they had the revelation, Brother, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen Sr., had the re he realized the same way I'm walking in faith and healing, I can start walking that way when it comes to material things. In other words, they're not separate. Well, we can walk, we can, we can get results in one area. We could bear fruit in one area and not bear fruit in another area. We could bear fruit one day and not do it the next day. What's going to be the difference? If we're relying and uh, trusting, adhering to him, 
if we're walking by faith, if we're relying on him. The moment we disconnect and start relying on us, well, then we're not in faith. We're going to get less than optimal results. Romans 1.17, let's look at that. Romans 1.17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just, or the righteous, the one that, that is uh, right with God, shall live by faith. Live by faith. Look at how it says this in the message version. Romans 1.17, it, it combines some of the verses, so we'll start with 16 and go to 17. It's news I'm most proud to proclaim, this extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts Him, starting with Jews and then right on to everyone else. God's way of putting people right shows up in the acts of faith, confirming what Scripture has said all along, the person in right standing before God by trusting Him really lives. I'll read that last part again. The person in right standing before God by trusting Him really lives. By trusting God. The person that is in right standing, it's by trusting Him that we really live. You know, we can be in right standing with God, but not really trust Him. In other words, you could be a Christian, have right relationship. You know, um, the relationship or the, is right, but the fellowship isn't there. And so you're not really trusting Him. And so you're not really living. We're not really bearing the fruit that we could be bearing because we're not really connected with Him. We're not really trusting Him. And when we trust Him fully, now we're really living. The life that he wanted us to live all along, we're really living. That's the good life. There, the good life is walking with God and living what his will for our lives, whatever that looks like. For some people, they're halfway across the world in, in some remote village. And if it's the plan of God for their life, they want to be there, and you may not want to be there. You may look at it and go, no way, no how. Well, thank God you're not called there. You know, I, I, I've talked about this. We, we, we uh, had some missionaries that were in our, uh, that we supported in Abundant Life Family Church in Lincoln, Nebraska when we went there. And um, I had heard about these individuals and they came to visit and so we were having a meal in the back um you know like it was a, a fellowship dinner after church and so everybody was uh downstairs eating and we we had a chance to talk to them and they were telling us because they were in panama and they were in not just they were in the backwoods of panama panama and they were telling us you know no running water and these things and i'm and we're just talking to them and like how do you do that and they were like we love it we love it. We, we wouldn't go anywhere else. See, there's a grace to do that. It's God's plan for them was to do that. And so if they hook up with God, God God's, it doesn't mean everything's easy. 
It doesn't mean everything's easy with what God has for you to do. It doesn't mean that you're going to jump up and down and love it. It means that deep down, if you look at in your heart, that's where you want to be. That's what you want to be doing, and your heart is joyful. Your flesh may say, I don't really like this. But if you look inside, you'll see, no, this is what we're supposed to be doing, and your, your heart's desire will be met, and your flesh will fall in line, and you will have what you need to have on the earth. And don't ever look to somebody else's, what they're doing, and, and think you want that. It, it, whatever God calls you to do, it's going to fulfill you, but there's going to be challenges there that are different from what other people have to deal with. And if you look and go, well, that would be easy, you're mistaken. You might think, well, that'd be, God, why didn't you call me here? Why didn't you call me to this area to do this? Because that looks really cool. Well, don't look at the, the external. So don't make it look like some uh, idea you have in, in your head. If the, the, the best life is being right in the of what God wants you to do. There is nothing more fulfilling than that. There's nothing more satisfying than knowing you're doing what God has called you to do. Again, not, might not be easy, but nothing more satisfying than knowing that you're hooked up with the Father, that you're letting Him flow through you, letting, you're, co you're cooperating with the grace that He's given you to do, uh, the, or grace that He's given, and that's on your life to do what He's called you to do. There's nothing more satisfying than that. And when it's all said and done, that's what's going to bear the most fruit. God already knows exactly what that is. You can't find anything else on the planet that's going to bear more fruit than what God has asked you to do. That has already been determined because he's the one that determines what the fruit is. He determines what your, your, your place is in his family. And so there is nothing else you can do that's going to be a better place than that. Period. He's already done that for us. Aren't you happy about that? You don't have to figure that out. Because people spend thousands or tens of thousands of dollars trying to figure out what they're good at or what they can do when God has already determined that. Our job is to go be relying on Him and trusting Him so that He can direct us to what He's already determined is the right thing that's going to bear fruit and that is going to be ultimately the most satisfying, most rewarding thing you could ever do period. He's already determined that. So what's the critical element? Trust him. Rely on him. And then you, that's the gateway into living, really living, like it says here. When you're trusting him, you're really living. Brother Hagin would say, Kenneth Hagin Sr. said, I feel sorry for people that don't live by faith, that never, never, never believe God. You know, first sign of trouble, they, they run. Because you, you, you are missing out on the most exciting life possible when you're living by faith and you see God come through and you see him do what he said in his word. There is nothing uh, higher than that. And it will always require faith. It will always require trust in him to do what he's called you to do. If we're going to let him work through us, if you're going to have to rely and trust on him, trust in him. It, you know, we read this, and it is straightforward. It seems like when you read it, and, and Jesus tells us, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can't bear any fruit. But if you'll abide in me, 
and, and I'll, you let me abide in you, you'll bear much fruit. And, and, the, and it says uh, that the just will live by faith. And, and Paul says that the, faith, the, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. It, it doesn't take, you know, a genius to just want, look at that and go, well, duh, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to rely on God. We're going to trust Him. We're going to walk with Him. We're going we're gonna to bear fruit because that is the right thing to do. And, and we're going to go on with Him because that is the best possible life. That's what, that, that's what should happen. That's what we should look at. And that's how we should think. But when we walk, start walking it out and start trusting him and relying on him, there are obstacles in this life. We live in a fallen world. We, there is an enemy. There is one called Satan. There are people that don't believe in God. And we live in a fallen earth where there are people that are going against what God wants to do. So then you're going to have help, supernatural uh, evil help, to try to get you off relying on him. And so as you start relying on him, there's going to be a pushback to try to get you to disconnect with him and do something. Stop doing that. Do something else. Because that is the avenue. See, Satan knows this too. Satan knows that the way you're actually going to be most effective is to rely on him, is to trust him, to walk by faith. So what does he try to get you to do? Get away from that. Start reasoning. Start looking at just in the natural. Start walking by your flesh. Because he knows that's not the right pathway. He tried to do this to Jesus, tried to get him to look. He tried to tempt him, get him to look at the wrong thing. Jesus refuted every attack. That's what we need to do. Say, oh, no, I will walk by faith. I will rely on him. I will do what he's called me to do. I will continually walk by faith. I'm not going to walk by faith some and then put it on a shelf and then just walk by the flesh. And then come back, pull it off the shelf, start walking by faith, put it back on the, and, and, and go back and forth. We're going to, we're not going to get the results that he would desire. We can't, we have to know that that, that is a temptation and that that is a tactic of the enemy. If you know that going in, because when we read this, you read the scripture, it should seem straightforward. And sometimes in the middle of service, you know, we're, we're under the anointing, whether we know it, whether you know it or not, you're under an anointing from God. What's the anointing? The, the Spirit of God working on you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts, illuminating. There are things that could be dark, and then you see the Scriptures, it becomes very open, light, and you can see it very clearly. You can see answers that need to happen in your life. You can see answers that need to happen in, in different areas. You, you see it so clearly. You could say, I... I, I that, that, I didn't see that, but now I can see it. You can, just, it can, you can see it all right before you. But when we go out and start living, there's a pushback to try to darken that and to obscure what is so simple. I mean, the things we're talking about, yes, we're using a little bit more language, but the concepts, if you were to break this down, you could teach this to a three-year-old. How are you going to do things in life, you're going to rely on Jesus. Yes. And you, you could have an object lesson about being disconnected from Jesus, and if you're disconnected, it, it, you're not going to get what you need. And you could boil this down to very simple language. A three-year-old could understand it. But when we live in this world, it's, it's trying to push us off, distract us, get us not to rely on the one who has already determined what we need to do, where we need to go, how we need to do it, how we're going to bear optimum fruit, and then, 
the, the enemy's trying to get us disconnected from him so that then it's just us. And anytime the part of our life where we're not living by faith and letting Christ live through us and we live us, we're going to get just us. And so that's the constant battle. Now, if we know, then to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Now, when we see that, we can say, oh, no. No, I'm relying on him. Because you have help to try to rely on you. But if we say, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, he's already, he's got this, he's figured it out. And then you walk by faith when you can't see everything working out the way you think it should. You walk by faith and say, oh, no, I rely on him. Because when the dust settles, he's always true. He's always faithful. It always, he'll always come through. He'll always do what he said he would do. He'll always bring you in the best place, in the best plan for your life if you'll rely on him and trust him. If we live by faith, we make the determination that I'm going to just keep making decisions, trusting you. I'm not going to let that connection drop. That connection is there. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep staying with you. And then you go here, I'm, I'm keeping that alive. I'm keeping this alive wherever I go, whatever situation in I, I go through different parts of my life. I'm just keeping that, that, that connected. Now I'm on the pathway to bear fruit, to continue to bear fruit. And if it gets tough, I still keep that alive. I don't drop it. Now I've connected, I've kept that gateway open so that I can walk, truly let Christ live through me. Now he can do what he wants to do through me. He can do what he's determined before the foundation of the earth, what needs to be done. And then he gets all the glory. Because what was I doing? Lord, I was just relying on you. My job, I just trust in you, and you're going, and you're doing this, and I'm just relying on you, I'm trusting you, and I will walk by faith no matter what, and that's, that's what I need to do, because I already know that's the best place. Amen? Amen.